the hard shoulder on Newstalk with Nissan Subscribe and Drive. No deposit, no compromise, no fuss. Find out more at nissan.ie. It is that time of the week. Yes, John Fardy, presenter of Screen Time and Off the Ball, Sue Murphy, have joined me once again to go through their best movie and TV picks for the week ahead. You're both very welcome, folks. I want to ask you, before we get into the, the, the meat of all of this, about Ewan McGregor. We mentioned earlier it's his 50th birthday today. I know he's listening. Happy birthday again, Ewan. Uh, your favourite Ewan McGregor movie, John? Uh, well, he's on screen time this week. No, I'm joking. That's a joke. Uh, I would say shallow. I would say shallow grave. It's the first time I saw him, and I remember. Or I remember seeing him. Think, God, he's a great actor, and that was a great movie as well. Yeah, shallow grave is a good, a good pick, Sue. I'm gonna go with Big Fish because I just love it. I just Ooh. think it's a, such a lovely. I know it's a bit of a weird choice because no, it's kind of one of those that most too. people wouldn't have seen. I just love the relationship with his dad and that story. Like towards the, the end of the, his dad's life, it's brilliant. It's so touching and sweet, and I love it. I go back to it loads actually. Uh, sorry, is he not his dad? The relationship is between uh, Billy Kudrup and his dad, isn't it? Yes, and- yes. Sorry, he plays the the younger dad. Yeah, and that's the yeah. So he's like telling the story, but basically he has all these tall tales about his life. Oh, it's brilliant! And the son never really believes it, but then it, like he slowly begins to see everything. That, oh, it's it's just like I don't want to give anything away if you haven't seen it. It's such a gem, like real yeah, gem. It is. A, it is an absolutely brilliant movie. I recommend it. Uh, good choices: uh, Shadow Grave and uh, Big Fish. Listen, we'll get on to what we're meant to be talking about, which are recommendations uh, for this week. And Sue, we, we'll go with your first TV pick of the week: Dead Water Fell. Let's take a listen. You say she injected you in the kids' bedroom, is that right? That's what you said. My three children were dead in front of me. That's right. Except they weren't in front of you, were they? I found you in your bedroom. I walked away when I saw what she'd done. You walked away yeah. when you saw what when she'd I done? Saw, oh, yeah. But that's not what you've been saying, is it? So which is it? Which is the truth? Or is it all a lie, Tom? Is everything you said here a lie, Tom? Oh, Sue, it's in Scotland, so you know it's going to be gritty. <laughs> I loved this. This is actually, a little, like, it's starting on RT tonight, but it's a couple of years old. It was out on Channel 4 right. a few years back, so some people might have seen it already. I actually didn't, and my mum kept telling me that it was absolutely brilliant, and I didn't listen to her, so always listen to your mum is the moral of the story. <laughs> it's... Uh, <laughs> It's actually very good. It's it is a four parter and it's completely self contained. They're not going to do anything else after it. And David Tennant plays this doctor, um, who seemingly has this amazing life with his wife and his three children. And then the the community wake up one night and his house is on fire and his his family have died and he has survived. But there's something very sinister at play because they discover that it wasn't just the fire that killed the family. And it, then it's a, a whodunit, and it's just. It is really dark. Like there were times when I'm like, oh, well, they're not going to show that. Oh, they are going to show that. Okay, that's, I really didn't need to see that. <laughs> so it, it, it is, it is very like the first episode and the last maybe 20 minutes of the final episode. If you're, if you're not up to watching something that's quite like difficult to watch, this is really tough. But he, David Tennant is brilliant at being bad mm. and he is you're not quite sure about him all the way through. You're like, did he, are they just making him out to be really bad? Did he do it? And he's, he's reveling in it. He's really just enjoying it. And the cast around him are, aren't as good. They're probably a little bit hammy in parts, but 
it is a real thriller. He is kind of terrifying in it. So if you haven't seen it, it's it's going to be well worth the watch. It's on RT um, at 9.35 tonight. It's four parts. All right. Dead Water Fell. Uh, Dead Water Fell uh, tonight. I know. On it's really hard to say that. <laughs> Dead Water Fell. <laughs> RT one 9.35. But we'll move on before I mangle that. I might mangle this too. John, your first pick, The Mauritanian. I got it. Let's take a listen. You want to represent the head recruiter for 9-11? Alleged. And no defending habeas corpus, which Bush and Rumsfeld are dismantling gleefully as we speak. The U.S. government is holding upwards of 700 prisoners in Guantanamo. Uh, we don't know who they are. We don't know what they're charged with. Since when did we start locking people up without a trial in this country? I like the look of this fight. What do you need? Um, just me for now and a translator with security clearance. Tell me about it. Yeah, the Mauritanian. This is a great movie. Uh, I was mentioned to you last week. I Benedict Cumberbatch on the show, and it was because of this. He, this is all about a young guy called Tahir Ramin, who oh sorry, that's the name of the actor. Uh, the, the real guy's name was Mohamedou Salah, and he was labelled and accused of being the head recruiter for 9/11, despite no evidence. And he spent 14 years in Guantanamo, and this is his story, and also the story of a woman who's working pro bono who takes up his case played brilliantly by Jodie Foster Benedict Cumberbatch plays the the people accusing him and it's all about what happened to him I suppose as a microcosm of a lot of the stuff that went on in Guantanamo and Tahir Ramir plays him and he plays him absolutely brilliantly as a guy who's literally reefed out of his life and sent to Guantanamo and has a very long battle to try and get free like in a weird kind of way it will remind you of a bit like things like in the name of the father uh I mean that as a compliment it's, it's a political prison thriller drama albeit based on a real story and it's it's absolutely fantastic one of the best movies I've seen this year and where can people watch it people can watch it on Amazon Prime from tomorrow and it's it's well worth it it's brilliant performances by everyone involved All and right. you know sometimes a movie that's you know about something so heavy you know maybe slouches away from entertainment but it's a gripping movie as well you know what I mean it keeps you going the yeah. whole way through alright the Mauritanian I've actually seen it as oh, well yeah? and it's excellent like it is as good as John is saying and Jodie Foster okay. is incredible brilliant it. yeah alright yeah. it's on Amazon Prime as John said from tomorrow Sue your next TV pick is a documentary uh, on Sky Docs on Now TV as well Tina Oh my God, I am obsessed with this documentary. If you haven't seen it, go and watch it. Like Tina Turner, I think a lot of Tina Turner's life has been like very public for a long time. Um, When she spoke openly about her relationship with Ike Turner and everything that had happened, um, she kind of, she talks about this in the documentary as well. This idea of like having to go back over everything over and over again, constantly asked in interviews. Like there's one clip in the middle of this where somebody says Ike has been arrested on drug charges. What do you say to that? And they're they're split up about 10, 20 years at this stage. And she's like, I mean, <laughs> I wish good things for him. Like it's absolutely ridiculous how much she's asked about it. But it also goes into like the abuse she suffered as a child as well. And it's just what she managed to achieve by turning her entire life around in, in the 80s is, is absolutely unbelievable. And this very much feels like it's a goodbye. She really wants to step out of the, the limelight. Oh, really? She really wants to retire. Yeah, and it's kind of peppered with all of these amazing performances, but it does feel like a love letter to her fans saying, here's everything, here is everything in my life. Now I'm going to just go and live this lovely, peaceful life of my, my now husband. Mm-hmm. And it's 
brilliant like it just keeps you involved from start to finish and she's just such a good storyteller as well and John has seen it as well I think he loved it as much as I did I'm obsessed with John. it John yeah I thought it was brilliant and, and what Sue was saying there like she's in this weird bind in her life in that she wants to get away from Ike and all that story and be her own woman which she is and she's always asked about it and, and the flip side is that it seems so many people were touched by her story that she was able to overcome this horrific abuse and it, I hadn't realized how horrific it was for like 15 years and yet you know people cling to that because she's such an inspiration so she's in this bind where she doesn't want to talk about it yet people I, of course tabloid people want to talk to her about it but you feel that people are taking inspiration from yeah it. and the other thing which i just thought was remarkable like i had been i won't say indifferent about tina turner but i hadn't paid her that much attention but when you see her on stage like sue was saying she has that yeah. thing that like elvis and springsteen have where they become different people and they're in like this world of her own and the stage stuff is spine tingling she's like an alien when she performs and i mean that as a compliment she's <laughs> tapping into somewhere else Brilliant. All right, Tina, it's on Sky Docs and you can watch it on Now TV as well. Your next movie pick, John Minari. Is that how I say it? That's how you say it. Now, this is a good week because I think this might be the best film I've seen this year. There's uh, another film at the start of the year called Pieces of a Woman that I thought was great. This is remarkable. This is technically a Korean-American movie and large parts of it are in Korean, but it's been nominated for Best film in the Oscars this year, not as best foreign film. So that shows you how much is behind this. What it is, is this family with a man called Jacob as its lead who come to America in the early 80s and they're living in California and he has this desire to become a farmer. So he moves to Arkansas with his wife and two children and they have this, you know, you'd call it, I suppose, a dead end job where they're in a chicken factory, basically figuring out the men chicken from the girl chickens because they're going to get rid of the men chicken. So it's kind of a, a menial job that he has, but he starts a farm and he's desperate to grow Korean fruit and vegetables. And his wife's kind of depressed by they've moved to this almost caravan in the middle of this Arkansas farm and she doesn't know what she's doing there. And in a bid to kind of make things better, they bring over her mother, his mother-in-law, and she befriends particularly their youngest son. And their son has kind of a medical condition. And it's this glorious tale of a man and a woman and two kids and a grandmother trying for something better and the pitfalls that anyone, Korean, Irish, American, might encounter. It's beautifully shot. It's a gorgeous tale. The seven-year-old boy who plays the young kid David in it is just a sheer delight. Uh, it's absolutely beautiful movie. It didn't go where I thought it was going to go. You, you're kind of waiting for stuff to happen and I don't want to give spoilers, but it goes different places. It was just a delight from start to finish. I'm, if I can be so bold, you haven't asked me, but it's maybe the first five-star movie I've seen. This Whoa, year. five stars. Yeah. There you go for Minari. Where yeah. can people see it? Video on demand platforms from Friday. All right, video on demand. Uh, so you're finally expecting me to say cinemas, I think, but I can't. Yeah. <laughs> not yet, not yet. We're near, we're getting there, John. Uh, <laughs> your, your, final, your final TV pick is on um, Disney Plus to Filthy Rich. Yes, I haven't seen this yet because um, there's an embargo on it until tomorrow. But I, I'm only suggesting it because Kim Cattrall plays a Louisiana TV host 
who's a, it's a Christian channel that she runs with her husband and the husband mysteriously disappears and she discovers he has three children she never heard about but apparently the over and back between her and the three kids that she's trying to figure out what to do with one is a marijuana grower another is an MMA fighter and the third is a sex worker and she's running a Christian channel is supposed to be amazing so like I've, I've seen the reviews the reviews aren't brilliant but I'd say this is trashy TV because Kim Cattrall is so good in it. So okay. I, I'm actually really looking forward to watching something silly like that, you know. Uh, John, you saved the best to last. Kong versus yes. Godzilla. Yeah, I think it's actually Godzilla versus Kong. I wrote it down wrong. Not that it matters a damn. Now, I haven't seen this because they're only oh, showing it to Godzilla's us. Godzilla's at home. To, that changes everything. Own, <laughs> yeah, they're only... Yeah, exactly. He's the home advantage. They're only showing us this the day it's released, which normally wouldn't argue well. But that said, the reviews from the States have been okay about this. I think this might be one of those movies that people are dying to see because like we're talking about the cinemas there, the idea of two, you know, mythical monsters fighting each other. I think this might have a better audience than it would have in a normal year. So I'm kind of looking forward to seeing it. My son's excited about it. So I'll report on it. Well, I won't. I'm off next week, but I'll send you a text. What I think. <laughs> All right, do that. I'm looking forward to it anyway. Listen, John and Sue, listen, as always, thanks a million for those uh, TV and movie recommendations for the week ahead. 